part of the Press Play Podcast Network. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up to the layup. Oh, blocked by James. It's over. It's over. Cleveland is a city of champions once again. The Cavaliers are NBA champions. What's up, Breakers? That sound means it's time for Cavs of the Break NBA podcast. You're recording live right here in the basement of John Sable's house. That means all four of us are in the same building at the same time. We are not over Zoom. We have the owner, editor, writer of HoopsWire.com. Ladies and gentlemen, the birthday boy right now, Sam Amico. Sam, what is up, Sam? Not much, man. It's just uh, this has been a wild experience at John Sable's house. It has uh, been pizza. a great experience. I, I drank my first Coca Cola, like <laughs> non diet pop, <laughs> in probably three or four years. And, and Sam, you also had a little birthday uh, cake. Did. <laughs> yeah, I had a little birthday cake. It was very little, but very, very appreciative. Um. Yeah, it's been an amazing experience. So wonderful, wonderful. Well, we love you and happy birthday, Thank Sam. You. Also Thanks. with us here, we have, he uh, is over sports at Fox 8. He hosts Sable Brothers on the baseline with his brother, Scott Sable, uh, right here on the Press Play Podcast Network. John Sable, the wonderful host tonight. John. What's up, man? Thank you for hosting us all here on Cavs on the Break. Absolutely. Uh, you know, this is a long time coming to get all you guys here on board, and it's fun to kind of hang out and, and watch great. the game and talk Cavs hoops, and that's what we all four of us do best. You know, I, I'm just a little green with envy because we're here in your basement, in your house, and I must say this is a a museum of Cleveland artifacts and just incredible memorabilia. You, you said, I'm not one of the memorabilia but as you look around, you have not only a full basement worth of jerseys and pennants and signs and seats from every professional professional arena, but you also, under your stairs, in the storage, in your crawl space, even more memorabilia. So, Sable, I, I have to so, say, so the, and the- a wet bar with a live keg, it, it is... It is the best, and so you just uh, so the the pennant thing that you referred to. Yes, my dad when I was younger in the nineties mm-hmm. would travel a lot for work. Every city he would go to, he would get me a, a pennant of every city he would go to of an NBA team. So from like ninety three to ninety six, ninety seven or so, he would get me a a pennant of every single t- every single team. Yeah, and I forgot about them. They were like in my parents' house under my bed that I, you know, you know, had sure. in my room. And uh, when I moved back to Cleveland, he's like, here you go. And he gave me in like a, in a bag. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I have not seen these in forever. So there's like a Vancouver Grizzlies jer- uh, pennant in there, Dude, which was in that pile, country, which is not up, you know, big, big country, country, Brian Reeves. Uh, and then there's like an old um, Mike Bibby. Seattle Supersonics one that we uncovered. Sharif Abdul-Rahim. I can keep going. <laughs> yeah, you you're, keep going. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so there's a lot of them in there, but like uh, it, it was kind of a cool thing that kind of um, yeah. uh, was, was a cool nostalgic moment for my dad and I as uh, we grew up and we still have. So I, a lot cool. of those non Cleveland stuff is not in my in my basement or anything. It's just kind of in a pile that you saw. You and Sam are sitting in original gunned arena seats right now. You're very close to each other. You're very close to this each is other. The way we like it. <laughs> <laughs> Sam took my cup holder. He did. Um, <laughs> and so it is just incredible job. Shouts to Alyssa because I'm sure uh, you know we're here. 
I'm hanging out with you, but she's probably done a lot of work into this. So she's she's sick of the uh, sports stuff, I guess you could say. <laughs> yeah. No, she she's been a good sport about it. But like, you know, I think there's like there's history in a lot of things, you know, and um, you know, my brother and I have have uh, really embraced you know Cleveland sports growing up here in, in in the area, and just like you guys have for the most part. And yeah, uh, the seats kind of were fun. Is you know, he garbage picked a Cleveland Municipal Stadium seat back in the mid '90s, and I had that, and then these Gundria seats. I sat were here in too. a what what Cleveland Arena, yeah. a Cleveland Arena, Cleveland seat, yeah. Arena seat. Mm-hmm. You know, from like the early days of Austin Carr, and that was the first uh, iteration of um, Cavs basketball back in the day. Yes, yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, it is so wild. Remarkable. Usually when we record these episodes, we're all on Zoom in our own ways, and Sam is like awkwardly sitting in front of his computer closely. So we always see is his forehead. <laughs> and now I'm looking ahead. My and best I see, luck. It is. I see John and Sam. And to my right, ladies and gentlemen, someone that I'm always grateful to be in his presence, someone that without him, I don't know if press play would, would be what we are today. Um, Jeremy and Akron, Jeremy Powell. Jeremy, dude. I love you, brother, and it's an honor to be beside you and record this podcast. Jeremy and Akron, uh, Cavs on the break, right here in our presence. Guys, it is our honor to be in his presence, I just have to say. No, <laughs> no, thank you guys for letting me be this here. Guy. Thank John for John with his palatial estate here. Oh, Actually, my goodness. Cool, one of the cooler basements I've ever been in. Just awesome. Uh, Facts. Thanks for the hospitality. It's been a blast tonight watching the game with you guys. Uh, seeing Chase pound eight or nine beers and then do a show has been absolutely not phenomenal. true. That is not true. <laughs> you didn't see any. You I actually, saw maybe I actually the had last almost one. 18 ounces of Coca-Cola, so I'm ready to roll. Yeah. Caffeine is rolling strong with GIA right now. I will say, John and I hang out around 1230. We uh, went to a couple of different establishments. We played 18 holes of virtual golf. Uh, that is right here in, what's this place called? Tumbleweed? Uh, Twinsburg. Twinsburg. It's close. <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> it was close. Chase is uh, um, uh, West hey, Virginian. Shouts, shouts to NX Bar and Grill, that place, the best food in Twinsburg. Oh, my goodness. It was good, yeah. Great wings, great burgers. Uh, the we, we, Sam and, and Jeremy missed out on the golf simulator. They did. They missed out on a lot of pregame. Of, 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 of pregame. Hey, the couple things I want to talk about tonight with you all in person. One, the last time we recorded, uh, I think John and I recorded post- deadline where we stayed pat we, we held um but uh, since then uh kind of a, a, a big move from the Cavs. we bought out kevin love i want to talk about that we just lost to the nuggets tonight 115 to 109 um but then i want to talk about maybe the Cavs' um chance moving forward how can we secure the four seed but before we do that um the Cavs buying out kevin love sam some people nationally are saying that could be a bad move for us because he might come back and bite us if the Heat are the five seed. Sam, are you worried that in the playoffs, the Cavs are going to hear from Kevin Love on the Heat? Are you worried about that? Is, something, is that something that keeps you up at night? <laughs> no, I, I, that's <laughs> not a concern. I, I don't think. I think if, the, look, there was a point where the Cavs could have used him um, when he came back from his thumb injury. And um, for whatever reason, he wasn't able to deliver. I mean, he could still he can still rebound. There, I, I'm still amazed. I've watched him a few times this year with his ability to just go get the basketball off the glass. But uh, his shot was gone. He didn't play well. I mean, he's averaging eight point six points yeah. or eight point five points, six point eight rebounds, career lows. Not shooting the basketball very well. Um, I I don't think that. 
you know that that's a that there's a lot of narrative there in terms of yeah boy Kevin Love's going to the Heat he might start at power forward I I don't look and he's been great in Cleveland this isn't intended to trash the guy but I just don't think he has much left and I don't I I think I think the Cavs have a better chance of hurting the 76ers with Danny Green than mm. the Heat have of hurting the Cavs because of Kevin Love I just I just don't think he's the player he was anymore and a lot I mean his body's been through a lot through yeah. the years so well his thumb was bothering him earlier in the year yeah and he had a back thing true or false Jared Allen jumping from the court to Kevin Love in the hallway of the thing was that when he like severely injured his thumb more or are they just like hiding the fact that he it wasn't a self-harm uh, I I don't I don't th- I just think that he he uh hurt it playing oh, yeah. in a game but sure. um I just don't think he I, I think it was okay, and he still wasn't making shots. And that's, you know, for him, it was like, okay, you brought in 35-year-old Danny Green, who's a year older than me, coming off an ACL injury, and he plays the first game after being here for 10 minutes, and I'm yep. still on the bench. That's what put him over the edge, mm. and understandably so. I mean, he wants to play, and he's was clearly not going to get an opportunity in Cleveland. He'll get – an opportunity in Miami probably right away. Sure, a player whose number is going to be retired in Cleveland. John, are you concerned about Kevin Love on the Heat? We, we very well might see them in the playoffs. Are you worried if he checks into the game or like, uh-oh, Kevin Love's checking in? I'm not really concerned about it. I think the issue that you're going to be concerned is if it actually happens where he's knocking down some threes in clutch situations, then that's going to be a bad look. You know, But what are the chances of that happening? Is it good? Is, I mean, no one's going to be able to tell you that now here in February versus what's going to happen in middle to end of April or in May if they you know, go in the second round and, and play Miami. I think the timing of this whole situation is, was very odd, mainly just because, and Sam could echo this too, you don't see very many teams that are in the playoffs that are kind of locked into a, a, almost a seed here where you're kind of locked into going to the playoffs and not playing, buy out certain players in the contract. <laughs> And uh, are locked into a, you know a situation like that, so you don't you don't get bought out when when that happens. Yeah. So actually, Sam and guys, I don't know the last time a team that was in a maybe let's say a top four or five seed took a player that used to be a, an impactful player, and then they eventually bought him out maybe a year or two later. I, this this is generally playoff teams or good teams don't buy out guys. You know, yeah. I mean that's usually guy the teams like. The Hornets or teams, whoever are headed for the lottery, right. teams that have a stake in the playoffs, like the Cavs do, generally don't buy out guys unless the guy just is a non. So this this happening with the scenario that we're in here is very very rare. So am I concerned? Not really. But if it happens and it is impactful, if if they face each other, it's going to be a bad look. However, on the flip side, you got to look at like if they do face Kevin Love in the Heat. You got a defensive liability right there that the Cavs know automatically. how, to, how to, to defend automatically. You know, so at the same time, um, anyway, I, I think the Cavs understood what they wanted, what what he wanted, and I personally think at some point, if Kevin wasn't going to get any playing time, this situation could have got a whole lot worse. And I think the Cavs knew that, and that's why they acquiesced and went with his request. I feel like it's a win-win-win for the Cavs. We free up a roster space. We don't have the guilt of not playing him. Um, Jeremy, if if you could give an obituary to Kevin Love's time in Cleveland, um, what are some of your, um, the most important moments of his career 
for the Cavs. Obviously, the one that stands out is him stopping Steph Curry uh, in the in the championship, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it's funny, though. We do tend to forget a lot of the bad things, and I, I, I heard this brought up the other day. I mean, they were, they were called – someone started a GoFundMe to buy out Kevin Love during the championship no. run. Yeah, true story. So oh, they were, <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. Really? Someone started a GoFundMe <laughs> and during, during their run of you know trips to the finals to buy him out. So it wasn't all roses, but obviously, you know, when you haven't won a championship in that long and he was a big part, of winning that championship. He's going to be remembered positively. And I think what ultimately happened with Kevin Love, though, is his his rebounding and three-point shooting no longer made up for his defensive deficiencies. There was a time where Kevin Love was a good enough rebounder and a good enough shooter that that would, that would make up for the fact that you could just, you could, you know, Throw him in the blender in the pick and roll and just kill him. Sure, right? You could. And, and that, and when, once that went away, there was no reason to have him in the rotation. And I think you're right when you say the Cavs headed this off. They saw maybe something brewing. They're like, you know what? We're gonna go. We're gonna take the high road. We're gonna give him what he wants. We're not gonna worry about where he goes. We're gonna bring in Danny Green to do what? Hopefully, do. Although Danny Green was a DNP coach's decision tonight, but to do sure. what we wanted from Kevin Love. So I think. You're right. I think it's a win-win-win. Everybody ended up winning the situation. I doubt very highly Kevin Love's going to hit a shot to beat Dr. Kaz out of the playoffs for the Heat. This you, you, it, All the way around, I think it was a win but, but I also think, real quick, Chase, to, to your point, Jeremy, I think there's something here we may not know that went into the whole thing because – Donovan Mitchell, Evan Mobley, all the players pretty much have said they were surprised that this happened. Did you, did you hear Jared Allen had the best quote? I, I did. He had the best <laughs> Let's quote. Say it. You got to share it. You got to share it. Because so, you so talked about this at lunch. As we record this here on the night of the Cavs falling. Um, this uh, is Thursday night, so February good. 23rd. The first game back from the All-Star break, losing to Denver. Jared Allen was asked in um, Did you in know about around. Kevin Love? Yeah. Did you know His about buyout. Kevin Love is what he said. It, yeah, if he was aware of the buyout. And he said... Where he said, uh, I did not. I was told he was going for milk and cigarettes, and he just never came back. <laughs> that was right. so good. That was great, great quote. Jared um, Allen's fantastic. Yeah, he really yeah, he is. 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 Yeah. So um, I don't think the Cavs are worried, though, about him coming back to bite him, like to bite the Cavs like, later in the playoffs. I think if they really were concerned about that, they wouldn't have let him go. Like, I think him being bought out, like, I think that's an indictment more on where he's at now than anything else. It's not like the Cavs are like, oh, we're going to sacrifice, like, our chances at succeeding just out of goodwill to give Kevin Love a good shot. Like, I think they wouldn't have done that. I think they're like, we're not worried about Kevin Love hurting us, so we don't care where you go, so here you go. It's You think it's best for you, but actually it's best for us because if you go in near the heat, that's good news for us. Like, we don't want you playing meaningful minutes for us. We see that more valuable for literally someone who just came off ACL surgery like a month ago than giving you meaningful minutes, which is sad because I really think at the beginning of the year, he would play 10, 15 minutes and almost get a triple-double. Like, you can look at his like, game logs from, like, November, December. He was being super efficient. It's that thumb injury that for some reason just changed – I don't know what it changed, but it changes production. And at that point, Cavs were like, look, man, like this, this isn't going to work. Um, Sam, your uh, your memory of Kevin Love's and the Cavs. Well, I mean, the, you know, the, the first memory is obviously the stop there that he got, which is so weird to remember Kevin Love for a defensive so play. But uh, that was a huge play. Steph was injured. He wasn't 100%. And yeah, I, I mean, but, it, you know, 
you you yep. you needed a stop there. Sure. Those are the kind of shots Steph hits, and he 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 threw him off. Kevin did it, um, which was and, and you know all game. Both he and Love and Tristan Thompson were doing a great job of defending those. Tristan games. Thompson was the Warriors' Achilles heel. Yeah, like he really he was. was the, the reason why I think he gave we gave the Warriors trouble. I don't mean to go on a tangent there. No, but that's true. We I talked mean, that's about part that of it. three years but ago. I mean, check it out. Three years ago, Cavs on the Braves him and are talking yeah, about Tristan yeah. Thompson being uh, the kind of the. But I I I would say you know for for me. Um, I, I, I guess my Kevin Love history would be their time series really frustrating. Yeah. Um where you he he you never got the Kevin Love that you were hoping to get that came from Minnesota. He had moments. He had really nice moments. Mm-hmm. Um but he I think did some league, nice things. The but, league changed. Like all of a sudden it wasn't the Andrew Bynum, it wasn't the like the big yeah, man type I, I agree, box but, up. Uh, yeah, he he. I think his problem was he tried to change too much with it. Mm. And I, I mean, let's not say the guy was bad. He had a great run, but a yeah. very good run. But I, I think, you know, then all of a sudden he dropped weight. He went, yeah. he, and he was already, I think he won the three point contest when he was with Minnesota. So he's already hitting shots outside. Gosh. But um, I, I look, I, I, I think that he was, you know, a very good third wheel on sure. that championship team. We couldn't have won it without him. No, and but he just wasn't the guy that I thought that they would get um, when they traded. We well, all thought he were getting Larry Bird 2.0, right? That was what a lot you kind of did. That's yeah, what, you thought you were getting you right. threw on the highlight reels when they traded for him, like, oh my gosh, you know, and it never really materialized. But you got, I you disagree. got a quality player. You got a quality player, but you got a guy who got an all star with the Cavs. His. Points per game drop. Was he an all star with the Cavs? I can't yes, remember. Yes, he was. Once? He one one yeah. all one all star appearance as a Cavs. Yeah. He his points per game dropped ten Look. points from his last year Minnesota's. Because he's year. playing with the greatest player of all yeah, time. You're playing with LeBron. You're playing with Kyrie. So if he had have got injured, his game had to change. If completely. Kelly Olynyk had not been born, this narrative would be completely different. All of a sudden, we're already agreeing that his number is going to be retired in the rafters. It's going to happen. The at Cavs the Rock have said it, but he deserves it. And guess what? Kyrie Irving's number will be retired at some point. A thousand percent. It will. And it's going to happen after LeBron and after probably Love. Yeah. But if he hadn't have got injured in 2015. By the way, Kevin Love is a two-time All-Star with the Cavs, Sam. Really? Yeah. Then this is a whole different narrative. Kevin Love may be one of the best forwards for the Cavs in all time. Well, And it, that's not an exaggeration. And, and this is actually good, bringing up a good uh, conversation. I was talking with Ken Carmen in, in the newsroom at Fox 8. About Name this. drop. He was talking about this on his show, Kevin Love or Brad Doherty. And we had discussed this. And, Sam, I would like your thought. I think when you look at the better basketball player, Kevin Love's a Hall of Famer. Brad Doherty is not. Brad Doherty would have been a Hall of Famer if he didn't have his injuries. Talent. And he was loaded with talent. But in terms of what that player meant for the Cavs, Brad Doherty meant more to the Cavs than Kevin Love. But Kevin Love had a better career overall and will be a Hall of Famer, in my opinion. React to me, you three. I don't think Kevin Love's a Hall of Famer. If I, I, I just don't. Um, you, don't you don't think he is? Or you, do you think he will be? I don't think so, no. Okay. I don't think he'll be in the Hall of Fame. Um, I think he will. Two-time be. All-Star? I think he got it. With, with the Cavs, he's a two-time All-Star. But I'm... Okay, how many with the Timberwolves? I think it's a combined one. five. Yeah, he's a five-time combined All-Star. Oh. Boy, that's that's to me. Um, yeah, I think I, I think it's a, a championship with the Cavs. It means more than one championship with the Heat. I don't think he's a Hall of Famer or whatever. 
And I think Brad Doherty's a better player. I think picking Brad Doherty, Mark Price. Brad Doherty's definitely that, a better player. That yeah. could have been the yeah. the, the, the but, but career wise, the career 80s, wise, the longevity. Yeah. I think Kevin. The back, Kevin had back Kevin had more longevity. Kevin had yeah. some. Yeah, I mean, he certainly he certainly did some things that were noteworthy. But would you say Brad Doherty, if he would have stayed healthy, was a top five all time offensive center? No. Top five? No. Not I don't ten, think so. maybe. Skill wise, though. Only I mean, overrated in the Cleveland he's area. Not, that's not true, though. Skill wise. Doherty. Chase, go tell that to the people down in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Doherty was okay, fantastic. Anywhere he's been, his, no one else <laughs> aside from North Carolina and Cleveland is going to say Brad Doherty he is the top. Set. Yeah, because he didn't happen because of his injuries. But there, and I know there's but a lot you can of make guys that, like that. You can make that case about so many guys, but I think Doherty played in a time, in an era when centers were very important and he played in an era with very good centers like Akeem. He was playing against Akeem. He's playing against Robin, Duncan, uh, David Robinson. Duncan now, Robinson. those are top five centers. Akeem, uh, yeah. Well, I'm Patrick not saying Ewing. he was a top five. Akeem I'm saying Hakeem Olajuwon is probably the greatest center of all. Great. And then he played against Kareem when Kareem was still yeah. good. Um, Doherty, Kareem Doherty was good in 96 and 97. Doherty was... Kareem wasn't playing in 96 and 97. Did the Rockets win the year? No, like he's 95, 96. You're thinking Akeem. You did say Kareem Hakeem. Okay, I thought meant Hakeem. Sorry. So, basically, sorry, 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 sorry. I mean, where I mean, would I put was, Kevin Love? Doherty was 20 a, and 10 four years in a row. Yeah, I mean, I mean Do- Doherty plus. was one of the first really good passers at center. He was probably the best. So maybe Doherty was in era. like yeah. the wrong era of Listen, basketball. Brad Doherty was in this. 57% field goal shooter. Fifty-seven percent field goal shooter for two and a half years straight at a half. Yeah, a season. in that 57%. in that era, Doherty was. I mean, he was a number one overall pick. We traded Roy Hinson for him. So, dealing deal. as far as Kevin Love, real fast forwards in Cavs history that I could think are better than him: Mike Mitchell, Larry Nance. Mike Mitchell is definitely better. Than no, no, no. I forgot right. about Mike Mitchell, but you're right. He, Larry he, Nance. I would agree. John Hot Rod Williams. <laughs> to be honest, I've never heard of Mike Mitchell. I'm sorry. <laughs> he only played a couple years. In I will Cleveland. admit that live on air. I've, I don't know. Campy Russell. He's, he, Campy Russell's was better, and I didn't see Campy play, but other than and, a couple you're stri- games. You're strictly saying these players in Cavaliers uniforms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm yeah, saying in yeah. Cavs history. Yep, yep. We're talking Look, about Cavs. Yep. I find it hard to believe when none of them have won a championship. Kevin Love wouldn't have won a championship if he was the number one, two, or three option. Yeah, if Campy Russell would have won a championship if he played with LeBron. <laughs> well, what you're saying is, okay, so a I guy won matters. a championship. It doesn't matter. If if <laughs> Chase, if Mike Mitchell played on the Cavaliers in his prime, they would have won multiple championships. Okay. So my point But they didn't win. They because didn't. he didn't have LeBron James in his prime. <laughs> right. Okay. So if So you're saying because a guy doesn't have LeBron James in his prime, he's not as good as Kevin Love? I think a ring matters. Yes. Because a guy can't win by himself and it takes okay. other people around him. And you know another thing, but I, that doesn't make him a better individual player because he won a. Re- is Robert Ori the best forward of all time? <laughs> Nobody's in the conversation. He's no, not he's, in, not. He's, he's not. not in the con- he's not in another the conversation. You, you cannot ignore Robert Samuel, Ori. Samuel, Samuel, this. Chase, you're Was putting Brad too much stock into rings. Brad I love this time. conversation, Sam, but I you're putting too much stock into rings. Brad Ori not known as one of the best passing centers of all time. Absolutely, of his era, he has averaged four and a half. He's one of the best passing centers of all time. Right. And if he had had LeBron James on that team, he'd have way more rings right. than he Kevin had, Love. There's an if argument had, that so if he had, if he had, Ron, had been no, on Michael there's Jordan. There's an argument that if he had Ron Harper on his team, yeah. he would have had a right. championship. Right. Yeah. Don't trade Ron, Ron Harper, Harper and his 
that Price. team wins yeah, a championship. Mark Price, Craig Elo, and Sean Kemp both have told me that the Cavs never traded Ron Harper. Cavs would have won. They would have won one Look, title. I, I will give it to you guys straight. Against Le- Le- uh, Jordan's John, I love you. Sam, I love you. Jeremy, I love you. You guys lived in Cleveland and grew up in Cleveland. Cleveland was never winning a championship in the early, late 80s, early 90s. It was never going to happen. They wouldn't, have won, who was on their they wouldn't team. have won it if Jordan played in two, 2016 <laughs> either. Yeah. They wouldn't have wanted that year either. You're, younger, what you're saying is... This is amazing. Our younger what, listeners don't realize, so and Chase, you're part of that, don't realize the dominance Jordan had aren't, on those teams. Aren't you Chase's age? No, I'm, I'm, Chase is like three or four years younger than oh, okay. me. okay. <laughs> Not that younger. younger. I'm like a, two years younger than you. Chase is like 12 Maybe. years younger than <laughs> Oh, my gosh. No, but... This the, is amazing. The Cavs in those late 80s, early 90s teams were on they the were of winning a title. If it didn't happen, if it didn't, you know... Michael Jordan didn't hit those shots in 89. So Kill much of winning season. a title is the circumstance. Trading Ron Harper. I mean, circumstance. It's, it's so much of it is circumstance. And I'm not saying, I, all I'm saying is, I will judge LeBron James by rings because LeBron James is the reason you get those rings. I'm not going to judge Iman Shumpert and say, <laughs> Iman Shumpert a has point. a ring, so he's better than Charles Barkley. I'm just not, I can't go That's there. That's fair. But when you look at Cavs history and all of a sudden Kevin Love has so many points and so many threes and so many minutes and so many years. He's got longevity. And a ring. Yes. I'm yes. going to take him over Brad Darty. I I would take Kevin Love over Brad Doherty in the sense of, yes, he's had a longer career and he does have a championship, so he deserves recognition from the Cavaliers. Look, I'm not saying he he deserves a jersey frame here in the Sable basement. But he's not a better player than Brad Dory. <laughs> I'm just saying just we need to recognize greatness for someone Sable. who... Sable will have his jersey. <laughs> I, I would agree, though. I think Brad Doherty, uh, like I said before in this conversation, Brad Doherty's a better Cavalier. I think longevity has made Kevin Love the better player overall because of longevity. And I disagree with Sam. I do think Kevin Love will get in the Hall of Fame because... The NBA. <laughs> I wish everyone could see Sam's face right now. The, the Pro Basketball uh, Hall of Fame, they put a lot of players in there. That, that the, don't belong? Because <laughs> <Sure. laughs> no, he doesn't belong. Touche, Sam. The criteria to get in the Pro Basketball Hall of Fame is different than other Hall of Fames. Baseball, football, even hockey. It, it's just a Championships matter. I think Kevin Love gets in there just because, you know, his, uh, his longevity in his career, his – the, the amount of points that he's uh, racked up, his all-star nods, his championship, not to mention his accolades on Team USA. Sure. Gives him enough, I think, that would put him over there. So, sorry right. for my ignorance. This is an honest question, and I'm not trying – is Brad Darty in the Hall of Fame? No, but if you look to, his last three years before his back injury were his best. That's when he was shooting 57% from the field, averaging 22, 11, four and a half. If Brad Doherty does not injure his lower back, getting in and out of a car, right, wasn't a part of it, uh, he pro- he is a Hall of Famer. Okay. I know that, not a doubt in my mind. Another question is, is Jonas Oglaskis, is he in the Hall of Fame? No. These no. numbers aren't even close to Brad Doherty. Not even close. Brad Doherty's 20 and a half, nine and a half for his career, 55% field goal shooter, four assists a game. Okay, so we all agree, well, except for – Kevin Love might be the very few forward for the Cavs that are in the Hall of Fame. Maybe Sam. Oh, you're, oh, I see where you're going with this. Would I? Ooh, okay. Um, um, 
Yeah, he would definitely be if he gets into the Hall of Fame, which to he's me going would in be as a cat. Who would be in there? Nate Thurman's in the Hall. Is Nate Thurman in the Hall? Nate, Nate Thurman's in the Hall. Is World Be Free in the Hall? World Be Free is not in the Hall of Fame, nor does he deserve to go. No, nope. no, he I doesn't. I'm trying to think fantastic. of big name Cavalier players back in the day that there are in the Hall been, of Fame. There have not been many. You'd some you probably have to Google Lenny Cavs Wilkins, but he's a coach. And Lenny Wilkins went as a player. As a player, yeah. but he didn't play and for the Cavs. Played for Seattle. Yeah, I mean, he went as he played for the Cavs, but he went as a player, right. kind of like Lenny Wilkins, Bob Sura. <laughs> Bob Sura. <laughs> Are you going to throw some Ricky Davis, Darius Miles yeah. in there, too? Yeah. No, I'm, I'm saying, like, Kyrie's going to be in the Hall of Fame. There's no doubt about it. And Kyrie. His number, and his number will be retired by the Cavs. Is going to be in the Hall happen. of Fame. Kevin Love, Sam, I'm really sorry. He's going to be in the Hall of Fame. I don't think that's a guarantee, just because John Sable said it is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's a guarantee. I think I think it's I think it's I think I John. Know. This is a huge moment point. for the Cavaliers. What I is? think for the franchise, for the history of the Cavs, this marks the end of an era that, uh, I, for some reason, he's been so divisive as a player for the Cavs. People have been hot and cold against. Kevin Love, and I think he has He's battled been hot through. He's cold as a player. He has battled through the That's adversity point, though, yes. that he has maybe brought on himself. Maybe he has played for the Cavs, um, and he has stuck it out. And he wasn't a cancer in the locker room. He wasn't. Uh, I will say this about Kevin Love. Don't don't give the handshake, have, Sable. Have, and then I'm going to let Jeremy talk because he's got something good got to say. I can just he, tell. He's all, his <laughs> face is. But listen, I will say this about Kevin Love. And this is a Cavs on the break exclusive. Let's go right here. Let's go. <laughs> I had, I had a team official tell me, I and I could see it in the locker room. I'm not even going to know what the team official said, but I, I can't. I can go in the locker room and tell you, Kevin's a fun-loving, wonderful guy, but when it became. You know when when it's when not his team. when LeBron left, mm -hmm. they were looking at him and Tristan to be the leaders and be the leadership role and be tough. And Tristan was, and Kevin was just one of the guys. And the guy said to basically it was as it was conveyed to me was how disappointing that was mm. that he chose to be as an older veteran who had won a championship kind of a goofball and just one of the guys didn't have that kind of leadership mature uh kind of like we got to take this serious and we got to you know we got we're Tristan you would hear him after every game would just tell yeah. the media you know we're not defending we're not moving the ball these guys don't want to win I mean he would just go off yeah you know um and Kevin he just doesn't have that personality he's he's one of the he he is like me on the podcast. I should be showing leadership because I'm the old guy. <laughs> no, but instead, gosh. I'm probably the most immature of the bunch. Get so. out of here. Anyway, let, let, let Jeremy talk. This is talk an incredible, about incredible, incredible stat I'm going to lay on you guys. Let's hear it. There are five players who played for the Cavs that are in the Pro Basketball Hall of Fame. Okay? Not a single one of them played for the Cavs in their prime. And combined, these five guys only played 10 seasons for the Cavs. All right, so let's see wow. if we can name the same. Dwayne name. Wade. Uh, <laughs> no, not yet. Oh, not, not that. Sorry, so sorry. Wrong era. Do we already name one of them? Nate Thurmond. 
Thurman was one of them. We named, named Thurman. Okay. I'm going to be Central off High School from right. Akron. Uh, Central uh, Howard, yeah. Um, Sean Kemp. I'm stumped after that. I know, right? <laughs> so do you have the years with you, Jeremy? So one of them was this one. I didn't even know his Hall of Famer in it. It plays to your point that some guys get in maybe that don't deserve it. In the, but he just got in in 2021. And oh my uh, gosh, how do we not know that? He class? did. He was he was involved in a mega trade with the, during the LeBron era, right? Before, actually, minutes before the trading deadline. Oh, stumped. I feel like this is just, just a trivia question with Sam. 2021. Um, what would that be okay? Another one is Andre the, Miller. The other one, one of them no, you're missing Andres. is a very, very obvious one. I'll give you the <clears throat> kill though. One year with the Calves, he's a Hall of Fame. That's one. Uh, so that was close. I was close uh, with the Dwayne okay, Wade. Kind of that's 2021 though. The other one is Ben Wallace. Isn't yeah. it? The Hall of Man, Pro you know Hall of Fame. Okay. Because you know what's funny about that? If Ben Wallace is in, then Kevin Love might go. That's what yeah. I, exactly yeah. what and, I was going to say. This goes back to my point about the Hall of Fame having. A little lesser Dude, quality or lesser. Um, I forgot Ben Wallace. Pre Rex versus other Hall of Fames. Here's the thing about Ben Wallace. Ben Wallace was the just best a few defensive weeks player ago, for three years of his era. Yeah. Ben Wallace's number was just retired by Tri C here in Cleveland. Yep. Because he played at Tri C. He, he made the years. Basketball Hall of Fame, so Tri C said, well, we should probably retire his <laughs> well, number. And he was on hand for it. Um, we, covered, really? we, we covered at he Fox. They, they did it at the halftime of the wow. men's game on a He's Saturday. He's like in management for and, the Pistons right now, I and think. He, his numbers there, he averaged. 17 and a half rebounds a game yeah. and like some insane amount of blocks. I think it was like seven or eight or nine blocks a game yeah. in, his, wow. in his two years there. You want to hear Dude. something crazy? So, so congratulations to him. And to have ben Wallace has two seasons with the Cavs. Care to guess his averages? This is some stat line for it's an like, NBA. It's like, like 3.1 points per I was going to say. 3.3 points. There we go. And I'm going to guess Four, nine, like and three. 4.2 rebounds a game. Six is 3.7 rebounds and 1.4 blocks. blocks yeah. So Lenny will always actually, be remembered for so the Lenny malice Wilkins in the palace. You guys mentioned Lenny. Lenny mm. Wilkins, when he played two seasons in Cleveland. Now, he actually did have some great seasons in Cleveland. He went 18, 7, and 4 for his two years in Cleveland. So there's just one, one guy left? Hold on, is, is, could we get this? Could Sam and I get this? It's a big name. All right. Can but you, he, did, can you he was a bigger star somewhere else. Um, he was inducted in 87. Oh, in 87. 87. Walt Frazier. Yes. Played Walt one Frazier. season with the Cavs. No, he actually played three seasons in Cleveland. <laughs> really? Like three total. I think he has two separate. Uh, you know what, though? It was He only played 66 games here over three different seasons. He's probably hurt. Yeah. So, so yeah. yeah. 14.6 points, 1.4 What years were those? It did, doesn't say the years. It would have, he would have been like 77 to 80, right so around that. Yeah, that was the early Coliseum days then. Yes, very so early Nate Thurman. Nate Thurman's numbers, again, people don't realize this. My dad told me this because my dad was a, went to high school, the same high school as Nate Thurman. Your dad um, went to Central Howard. Yeah, went to Central Howard. Really? I was with, with Jimmy Gooden. Um, oh, wow. That era, yep. Okay. So um, Nate Thurman and his two years with the Cavs <laughs> only averaged 5.6 rebounds in one half box. But when Jim Jones got hurt, he kept them alive. Which yes. is funny because Nate Thurman's yeah. number is retired. Right. For those, isn't that crazy? I would yeah. say Kevin Love's not as good as Jim Jones. If Jim Jones is Sam. another. Jim Jones is another. Uh, You're lucky I love Brad you, Doherty story, right? If it wasn't for multiple <laughs> That's an absurd injuries. take. So it wasn't for multiple injuries. Jim Jones, same thing. So the, now, not Brad Doherty good. Here's but. interesting. No. So the Cavs' numbers that are retired are Price, Doherty, Nance, Ogalskis, Thurman, Verajo. Uh, no. His, his number was not his retired. Very that was a chase interjection. I'm rubbing off they, on they you. That was a chase interjection. They, they just honored him. Uh, Bobby Bingo Smith, <laughs> Austin Carr, and Nate Thurman, right? Yeah. The one no, If you retire Nate Thurman's number based off of those little statistics, the one guy you have to retire that they have not done it yet is World Be Free. I knew that was going to know World Be Free. World yeah. Be Free 
single-handedly saved this franchise from moving to Toronto. I don't understand why they won't. I, I mean, I, I didn't it, understand it, it before. It's Wade Embry kind of had an issue with him. Right. So Which I heard. whatever that was, okay, it's been years. And they, they need to retire his number. They need to retire his number. Be, people, I can tell you, when I was a little kid, I remember, well, I was probably a little older than a little kid, but I remember, I mean, there was no, the Cavs weren't even on any sports fan in Cleveland's radar. They weren't even on my radar, and I loved the NBA, but I didn't pay any attention to the Cavs. And then World Be Free came, mm-hmm. and they, all of a sudden, you have this guy who's a character. He's scoring like 28, 30 a game. He's got this funky shot. He's fun uh, name. What a great you, name. Great do you name. Remember, great do you know name. the story of when he like arrived for the first yeah, time? Yeah, he came in a helicopter. Had an helicopter and they, uh, they, they landed on his, top of the arena. And they That's rolled amazing. out a red carpet yeah. out of the helicopter is, yeah, for him. Such a G yeah. move. And the funny thing was, at that time, the Cavs were going through some major financial troubles. Oh, it was, it was Terry awful. Pluto has written a book about this. Yes. A great read, by the way. Vintage Cavs. Vintage Good old Cavs. TP. Yeah. And he goes in there in, in a detail about how at that point in time, uh, ownership was that Maletti at the friend time of the show Maletti? Terry Pluto. No, that would have that would have been. Uh, I think that was when the guns just took just, over. Just got him. Yeah, but at that time, with World Be Free, a big name on the back end of his career, still putting up some crazy numbers. Sure, single handedly saved that franchise because there was rumors in those early '80s years. That the Cavs were looking at moving to Toronto. Toronto. Mm-hmm. The, 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 Do you remember what they were going to be called? Toronto Towers. The Toronto Towers. Stepien already had. I love that. He already had what the logo and everything, and he held a press conference in Toronto. And then he yep. canceled it. Well, the, the NBA said, you're not yeah. moving to Toronto. <laughs> yes, they, they, so, they canceled yeah. it at the last minute. Yeah. yeah. All right. Wow. Sable so, and I should have a podcast no, that's about straight, That's cats. straight out of Terry Pluto's book, too, right? No. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Great read. Terry's, uh, um, he, his, his vintage books, he did one of the Browns, too. So, so, I want to ask this question, yes or no. Start with Jeremy. Did the Cavs win the 2016 championship without Kevin Love, yes or no? I'm gonna do say no. Do they have no. Andrew Wiggins? It's, you can't. Do they have Andrew Wiggins? Do the Cavs win the 2016 NBA championship if, without if, if without Kevin have, Love? So he's injured. They don't have yes or no. Do they win without Kevin Love? There's some nuance to this for. for nope, Sam. there is no nuance. Yes or no? Kevin There's, Love's not on the team, but the rest of the team's there. There is no Kevin Love on the Cavs. I'm not explaining it anymore. Do they win the 16 championship without Kevin Love? Probably not. John. No, not at all. Because you don't have the shot, you don't have the block without the stop. Unbelievable. I would say probably not. And so all of a sudden, this last player of this 16 team, he's gone from the team. It is officially over. This this era, this time, this special moment for the Cavs, it has come to an end here in 2023. It is finally over. I know we all have very strong feelings about the 2015 team. How Kelly Olynyk ripped Kevin Love's shoulder out of place, and how oh, that, that could have impacted that championship. I know John Sable and I have talked off record about how we think the Cavs should have won that year. Um, and regardless of where you stand on Kevin Love, um, it probably was the best move to trade him for Andrew Wiggins. Um, Absolutely, it was. And uh, it is an incredible time uh, and a moment that we should be thankful for. A moment that we have a lot of great memories for. Um, He was an incredible Cavalier. He stuck through the rebuilding years. Um, He wasn't really a huge cancer in the locker room. Maybe he had had his own personal battles, but, um, you know, he was an advocate for mental health, and um, 
I think, did the best he could to help some young players um, in the city that he maybe not didn't want to be in, to be honest. I don't think he I, wanted to be here in Cleveland. I agree with all that, Chase. But tell me another contract that was a bigger head-scratcher than that one when it happened. You remember when that contract happened? Oof. You know, Everybody you, was you like, know, I put that in the same. I put that same yeah. contract in that same conversation. Timothy Mosgoff Who else from the Lakers? are you going to pay? Yeah. I know. Timothy you, you, you needed. It was no. a PR. It was a PR move no. at the time to a PR move to appease no. the fan base. It was not a basketball Who else move. are you going to pay? But it was move. not a basketball. It was not a basketball move. It was Who a PR else move. Are you going to pay? You know, Jeremy. You know, where I put this com- this contract in. That's a big head scratcher at the time with in Cleveland sports uh, lure. Travis Hafner. No. <laughs> Go a few years later. Good guess, though. You're on the right sport. When the when the Indians sign Nick Swisher and Michael Bourne. Yo, lay off Nick Swisher. He's my boy. I will not stand for Nick Swisher slander. You guys are Parkersburg boys. I will will not stand for Nick Swisher slander on this podcast. Dude, we did. He dated my best friend's sister. I will not stand for Nick Swisher slander. Absolutely. I'm excited. Remember those commercials? Dude, I, I will go to bat for Nick Swisher. Any day, any time. I believe it was Dennis Maniloff who said, there's zero <laughs> chance Indians are signing Michael Bourne. Quit talking about it. It's not going to happen. And like three and a half hours later, the Indians signed Michael Bourne. It was, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> ask Maniloff I will about say this <laughs> about Kevin Love. Throw this in there. Last season, last season, when he was coming off the bench and after Jerry Colangelo from Team USA, mm. you remember they cut, Team USA cut him, and Jerry mm-hmm. Colangelo just ripped him and said, Lazy. Why did he was lazy? Why did yeah. he bring this guy? Here? He got crap for playing that after he didn't really give us all for the Cavs last year. Well, I, I was saying last year for the Cavs, I was more impressed with him than at any other time. Yeah. And he was coming pure off the Pure joy, bench. playing with pure joy, and just, getting shots. Just the way he played and the, the enjoyment he played with and the – the style he played yeah. and, and on top of that too in. and fitting in you you mentioned maybe when the Cavs first went to that rebuild after LeBron not maybe fitting yeah. in and being that leader it seemed like he became that when that new you know class of young guys came you know, in or when JB Bickerstaff when JB came in and that was yes. a big change because yeah. Kevin Love and JB were tight when their time in Minnesota and so, right. and so Jay, if there was one coach, we've said this before in other previous podcasts, if there was one coach that could get Kevin to buy into his uh, system, ideology, you know, yeah. whatever, it was J.B. Bickerstaff. Yeah. And he had become kind of that, like, mentor to these young guys, Evan Mobley and Darius Garland and Isaac Okoro and Colin, Colin Sexton, Sexton when he was here. Yeah. And so um, he, he was that leader a little bit at that time. Early on, though, when LeBron left, maybe, Sam, he wasn't that at that point, but I think – he needed, Last he, season, I was that was the most impressive yeah. season of Kevin Love's history. Kevin yeah. Love's history to me was last year. Yeah. Well, we Do have we need talked, to take a break. We have talked forty three <laughs> minutes about Kevin Love, which is I think the most anyone's ever talked about Kevin Love. Unfortunately, because um, I, I celebrated this is, he's a reason for great debate. He he really is uh, Kevin Love. You might not remember me. I just want to say thank you for giving me the short end of the stick. In the locker room four years ago. That was awesome. That I was, was great. watching. Um, yeah. <laughs> Sam just shook his head. Um, Kevin, thank you for your time on the Cavs. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the Cavs. After the All-Star break, what we need to do to keep home field advantage in the playoffs and what a game tonight against the Nuggets uh, means moving forward. Uh, we'll stick around. Cavs on the break live here at the Sable Household. Stick around. We'll be right back. 
What's up, everyone? I'm Holly Wetzel. And I'm Tigers Powell. And we are your hosts of the Orange is Oranger, a Cleveland Browns podcast on the Press Play Podcast Network. We give you all the dog pound coverage that you'll need to get you through the regular season, hopeful postseason, and I'd say off-season, Tyvis, but is there really ever an off-season for this team? Thankfully for our podcast, Holly, there really never is when it comes to the Cleveland Browns. Don't miss our breakdown of each week's matchup, game recaps, and any and all news out of Berea to feed your Browns appetite. As we know, Holly, dogs gotta eat. Yes, they do. So hit that subscribe button and never miss an episode of the Orange is Oranger, Cleveland Browns podcast on the Press Play Podcast Network. Looking for new insights on the Cleveland sports scene with a unique side of Cleveland sports history? Then you found the perfect podcast. I'm John Sable. And I'm Scott Sable, and we're hosts of the Sable Brothers on the Baseline podcast, a podcast about Cleveland sports, but not your typical podcast about the land's sports teams. Join us as we embark on a journey of sharing a unique and historical side of Cleveland sports history with the help of some former Cleveland sports stars and other historical figures. All right here on the Sable Brothers on the Baseline podcast, part of the Press Play Podcast Network. The r r Podcast going to be rocking and rolling with you because football season is underway. College, Ohio State, the Power Fives, the Mac, the Browns. Michael Regai, are you ready to rock and roll with some football? Kenny, I've been ready. This is our time of year. This is what r r is all about. We're going to be with you every week. Kenny just said it, Browns, NFL, Ohio State-centric. So you got to stay with us all fall and winter long here on r r that's right, the Red Eye and Rhoda podcast coming to you here on the Press Play Podcast Network. Subscribe now and don't miss a show. Hey, everybody. I'm Gary. And I'm Jason. Opening cards as a kid, no matter what was in the pack, you always had that stick of chewing gum. Well, it turns out Gary and I opened up a box of 86 tops last year, and let me tell you, The chewing gum does not age well. Join us on the Ball Card Show. The sports podcast for the sports collector. All right, we are back. Cavs on the break. NBA podcast. Simamiko, John Sable, Jeremy Nackard. Right here live in-house Sable's basement talking. We just spent... 40 plus minutes talking about Kevin Love, which is which is maybe 20 minutes longer than I thought we would, uh, but that's okay. I, I think he deserves it. I think we kind of realized well, that. Will there be a Kevin Love jersey in the basement here? I don't think so. all the other jerseys? No, nah, probably not. No, I don't think so. How about a... That jersey will be in the rafters. Of, uh, is, is there a University Brad Doherty jersey out here anywhere? <laughs> There's no Brad Doherty jersey. Now, a Chase Smith Cavs in the break jersey. Oh, Sam, Sam we're still waiting on that guy. I would wear that over my Dion Waiters jersey. You were a little surprised I wasn't wearing my Waiters jersey well, now. I'm not going to lie. You thought it's the only shirt I owned. I remember, like, last year we did our live pod at Whitey's yep. in Richfield. Yep. You had your Waiters jersey, and yep. I was hoping you'd, you'd wear some type of Cavs flair. And and you didn't bring your waiter's jersey. I didn't bring it at all. Nope. Not no. even packed in my bag. No. Well, we went golfing this morning. We, we did, and it was good. And um, Virtually. I wore my uh Is my it golf- virtually or simulator? What do we call it these I'm, days? I'm not sure. I, simulator. Yeah. I call it, I kicked your butt. I don't you, you did. You did. <laughs> you played well. Um, but, hey, uh, let's talk about the Cavs, because that's what people really listen to us for, not our silly banter. Um, the Cavs are fourth in the East. Um, and I, I want to know, Sam, how are you feeling about the Cavs keeping home field advantage in the playoffs? We have about a month and a half left of regular season basketball. 
Um, are you feeling good the Cavs can keep the four seed and keep whole field advantage in the playoffs? you feel like um, maybe the Nets kind of like quasi-folding on the season, trading Durant and Irving? Do, do, do you feel like that keeps us in that top four tier uh, of the East? Where, yeah. where, where are you out in the Cavs? Yeah, no, I think I before Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant were traded away, I still thought the Cavs were probably going to hold on to that fourth seed, mm-hmm. but that they would lose in the first round of the playoffs. Now, and then play play the Nets, who would be the five seed. Now, I think that the odds are really favorable that they'll get out of the first round, even which would be a huge step. Now, if they Aww. have to play Miami, mm. that's a little bit different of a story. Who said on but, the pod we would get out of the first round? Who was that? Remind me, Jeremy. Okay, well, who was, was that? This was before Durant and who Kyrie. Who was that? Did you if see that only, trade coming? <laughs> if only I could remember who on this pod said I would, the Cavs. I still wouldn't agree with you if Durant and Kyrie were. But remember, Chase, if you remember, one of the things I said was was how, because the Nets had been playing great, great for like a month and a half. And yes. I'm like, okay, but how long before it blows up? I didn't think it would blow up like it did. But blew up it, just like that, it was, like it was in a week. It was quick it, it took too, like three days in a week. Yeah, in That's a week. That's Kyrie for you, man. In a week, very unpredictable. So, Sam, before I head to Sable and, and JIA, the Cavs keep the four seed. If everything is chalk the rest of the season, who do you see us playing at the five seed? Project. This is maybe a. Um, how does this end? We've done that segment before, yeah. Sam. How I, does this I, end? I think. I mean. Well, who's in the five seed now? It's Brooklyn. The Knicks, I think. Brooklyn now, but I think the Knicks are six. I think I think the Knicks will move up. I think that the Cavs will be able to avoid the heat um, in the that first terif- round. I am terrified of the heat. Well, yeah, that that would be – I mean, because Miami's a team with experience that's been to the finals. Not because of Kevin Love, more for Jimmy Buckets and Bam. Well, Those Jimmy play- Buckets, Hero, the oh coaching, Spolster is a fantastic Spo, coach. Oh, my gosh. Um, the way they play defense. They're, they're a, yeah, they're an intense Physical gives team, us issues. And they play playoff-style basketball. So they're going to get their act together, you would assume, but but for the Cavs' sake, you hope that that's – only gets them, you know, the succeed. John's texting Baker's agent. What are you doing, <laughs> yeah. man? I think, what are you doing, think, man? Trying I to. I think they'll play. It, it could be the Nets or the Knicks. Um, either one, the Cavs will, will be. Jeremy, it's the end of February. March is next week. Who, who do the Cavs play? Four or five? Look ahead. How does this end? I I just I think we end up. I think we end up with the Cavs Heat first round series. Ugh, I do and too. I, man. I hate I do it too. I, I just don't think, you know, even though like Cam Thomas playing great, with the, they're going to fade. We it's have not going four, to. Are we four or five in that? I think we end up with a four seed. We play the Cavs. I, I heard Winher say they have the fourth easiest schedule yeah, in the Yeah, Tankathon has them as the fourth easiest remaining right, schedule fourth, in the league. And, but now they have nine. I think they only have nine home games left after tonight, though. I think nine. Is that correct? Nine and, and 12 and you've got, nine yeah, 11. You have a back-to-back. And you have a back-to-back against the Heat in Miami in March. Huge. It's a, it's a, Bo- it's both a, away games, by the way. Isn't it a Saturday, Monday? Though I think it's a, so that I don't like that at all because that's South. Anyone who goes to Miami, I don't think it's a back to back day. I think it's a two games and three nights in Miami. I the, hope I'm wrong. They're battling the away crowd and the Miami and crowd. The, the South like, Beach, it's like the, the South Beach flu, right? As we yeah, call it, right? Teams the, go down the, there and just don't do not fare well because they go to the strip clubs and right, all the bars. The clubs, <laughs> it's, it's all hang out on the beach. <laughs> let's be honest. So yeah, that, it, it's that, actually a Wednesday to a Friday, so it is a three day trip. Right? That is not good. It's not a back to back day trip. So that's not good. Wednesday to what do you think Thursday night on South Beach? Which is gonna be which, like a- which is what's weird about that schedule is they have Miami on a Wednesday and a Friday away, Oof. 
And then they go to Charlotte for two games in Charlotte, a Sunday to a Tuesday. So the NBA changed the way they did their schedules this year, where they called it the baseball schedule. Charlotte will be fine because Charlotte will be... Dude, gone Charlotte fishing. will be in full tank. Yeah, mode remember the uh, are they not in full remember, tank mode now? They are. Yeah. <laughs> remember TNT's old gone fishing thing? Yeah, that Charlotte. Yeah. <laughs> Charlotte's already gone yeah. fishing. That'll be. Yeah. that will be a different they thing. But playing in Miami Monday, that Wednesday and Friday. That is, but that that right there is going to. That's going to be your answer. Question okay. right now: Whatever happens on that, if we at least split, I think we end up fourth seed. We lose both those games, we might end up the fifth seed. Yeah. So that's going to be huge, huge. Yeah, I mean, if the Cavs can get four. And Miami gets five. I think that's the only way, as we sit here in February, they win that series. I home. don't think they'd win the series regardless. You, you don't think home court advantage will make a difference? because no, Miami's going to win a road game. Miami is experienced enough to know if you're going to advance to the playoffs, you have to win a road game. Right, but percentages... And the Cavs will, aren't going to win in Miami probably in the playoffs. But you'd have Can to also agree, though. Four? Percentages will give you the Cavs better chance with the home court versus not. Right, sure. That, then sure. that's my point. Like, right, if they end yeah. up the five seed, forget it. They're out. So it comes that's down my to point. this, Sam. Yeah. Yeah. Who's the better player on the court, Jimmy Buckets or Donovan Mitchell? Donovan Mitchell. Wow. Yeah, you think Donovan he's better Mitchell. than Jimmy Buckets? This year. He's been better this year. This year. I think we're also underrating and he's understanding Donovan Mitchell's player. playoff experience. Right. Yeah, I think that's going to count for something we always we – I never want to be on the side of understating Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, but here's the thing. Regardless of if they get bounced or not, they need the experience. They need it. They needed it last year. They need. You're right. They needed it last and year, and it, yeah. they didn't get it. And you can credit the massive amount of injuries at the worst point in time for them last year. We talked about it last year. They need an experience this year. A first-round win in a series would be fantastic for their growth. A loss would be very disappointing, but it wouldn't be the end of the world either. They need some type of playoff experience with this really, really young I roster. I think they need to avoid Miami. If they avoid Miami, they'll get to the second round. I so really believe that. if they avoid Miami, then that means it's either the Knicks, the Wizards, the Bulls, the Nets. Hawks, the Sixers, the Nets. Well, the Sixers, the Sixers are going to be three. Yeah. In, yeah. Um, yeah, you're you're really looking like. So are we assuming Chase? You and I have talked about this in the podcast. We, last we week. talked. Well, we talked about it today. And, and today we're assuming Brooklyn's fallen into the playing game. I don't think Brooklyn's going to make the playoffs. You no, know, the Cam Thomas had his magical run, but it's kind of yeah. Over. So I under, don't under think. this, I'll tell you what though, they've got they've got no a great glut of wings and Bridges, no. guys Cam Johnson. They never have the best part on the court. Seth the Curry. Wizards. And by the way, I love Cam Johnson. By the way, yeah, I like Cam <laughs> Johnson a lot too. But you're right, Chase. They don't ever have the best player on the court. So That's let's just true. assume if we're going to assume Brooklyn's going to fall into that spot, and we're going to assume we that they're good to play in game. We should have some kind of alert or bell or something for when I agree with Whoa. Chase. I know we really should. <laughs> I love what Sam agrees with me. Four, five, six is probably the Cavs Heat. Knicks. Knicks. Some yes. That, the, the opponent they would face in the play-in if you do get past that round. And then seven will or, be Toronto. Or if they fall, I should say. Seven will be Toronto, and eight is going to be the Bulls, and I nine think, is going to be the Wizards. I Toronto will rise. I'm not sure Chicago's even going to be in the play-in I don't. I'm not, I'm not I'll take them over the Nets. He's an absolute mess. Yeah, the, the Lonzo Ball is done for the year. I'm, I'm not sure what Chicago's got left in the thing. They entered the All-Star break in a no, six-game losing streak. That's going to put street. the ball in the hands is where it should be anyway. That's yeah, um, still not enough, though. And that's even with an Atlanta team who just fired their coach and are looking at hiring oh. Quinn that Snyder. Can they McMillan, can you come on the Cavs staff, Hold Sam? On. Can you ma- work that out? You look at that Bulls roster, yeah, though, on guy. paper, that Bulls team is a top-four team in the East. You got I take that over the Nets roster. You got uh, Caruso. You got the center. You got uh, Vucevic. Vucevic. 
who kills us, who's a Cavs killer. Yeah. You got you got so much talent on that Sam, team. Sam, can you and they just... text Nate to say, just come to the Cavs just, just until the end of the season? Just Hey, hey Jerry, do you know uh, Andre Drummond was on that Bulls team? Yeah, he <laughs> is. He, he plays minutes. He plays. He's playing he's minutes. I know. Um, so um, crazy. The only team we're all collectively kind of like red flag about is the Heat. And that's not just because Kevin Love's on that team. It's just because it's Miami. Zero percent right. about Kevin Love on that team. It's the style they play. It's, it's the defense they Spoh play. Spo and they, they, they're, 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 they, Yeah, right. They have experience. Well, they play playoff basketball in the regular season. Yes. Playoff basketball is different than regular season basketball. Playoff basketball is not for young bloods. No, playoff basketball that's why is every for... every team that gets to the finals, these guys are always experienced teams. That's I think why. that's why yeah. LeBron excels in the playoffs because... He has figured out playoff basketball, and it's not sure. up and down. It's not like how if fast he can, get can you get it playoffs, up. I don't know that he can anymore. He'll get to the playoffs. I don't know. Well, no, sure. stop, stop. They didn't last year, and I thought their team last year was better than this one. No, you know, th- their roster currently as constructed. Oh, hey, they're on right P- now. Palinka might get D'Angelo executive Russell. of the year for I what he just like, did. I actually like D'Angelo Russell. Uh, what he just pulled off, I'm not a fan. Not a fan. My, I'm not a fan either. He's not going to win you games. Jeremy, let's go. I all love when, I love when we and Jeremy are on the same side. All I, all I got, uh, D'Angelo Russell just puts up no. stats. No, they're not winning numbers. Well, he what does, he, he, that's why he keeps getting traded. What pulling could Golden did, State couldn't he's wait a draft to get rid King of him. Special. I'll tell you what. He's a prop bet special. Might, bet your over on threes in the first a great half. Fantasy player <laughs> might get him the executive of the year for what he just pulled off. Trading Russell, Patty Bev, and getting the team that he has. What's the team that he has? Russell, we'll LeBron, okay. Davis, Hachimura from the Crowder Wizards. Hachimura? You're going to get excited about Raul Hachimura, who's averaging like seven points a game since I he am. got there? Are him and, uh, him and Mo Bamba on the all-underachieving team? I am. Who's the other guy? Malik LeBron Beasley. and um, Davis. Look, they're beating the Warriors. Without Steph. Doesn't At matter. Home. Don't don't give me that. Yeah, it does matter. <laughs> Can we just talk about for a second how the Golden State Warriors jerseys they're wearing their uh, those are great. cities they look they look like the Kent State Golden Flashes yeah, jerseys. Did you say yeah. those and are great? That's because yeah, no, those are and, and the Los Angeles Lakers jerseys look like carry? the UCLA is that, jerseys. Is that sincere carry at the line? Yeah, right. <laughs> no. Good Mac drop right there. All right, so uh, we just talked Solid about Kevin guy. Love for forty minutes. We are talking about the Cavs playoff. Uh, are we concerned that they lost a home game against the Nuggets, maybe the best team in the West? No, I don't, because it's the first game uh, after the All-Star break. Well, the Nuggets are good. And the Nuggets are one of the best teams in the league. You, you've got a guy in Nikola Jokic who's probably going to be a, win his third MVP, which is insane to think about. You're after the break. The Cavs were a little flat tonight. Their shots were flat. They were they, they did, did not they didn't shoot have, well. They did not have their legs tonight. Um, you know who did? By the way, this game is UCLA versus Kent State. I, that's why I, I just said that. Yeah, <laughs> Evan Mobley, he was ready. Mobley to play. had a great game, thirty-one points, thirty-one points, zero in the fourth so, quarter. So to answer your question, I mean, it's a we all like to hype these Jeremy, games up. You. We all hype these games up like before the break against Philly and the Cavs got embarrassed and almost came back and won. And so we kind of, as fans and media, really look at this as a measuring stick. But it really doesn't matter doesn't. because it's February basketball. Mm. It's fun to watch. If you had won, it's great. If you lost, okay, fine. It was a close game. They they hung tough for a while, but they, you know they just couldn't pull it out. But it's first game back from the break. Sam, you're not worried. I know you're not. About the Cavs? No. No, yeah. I, I think um, the loss of Nuggets is not – the Cavs aren't at that level. They're not at the Denvers, the Philadelphias, the the Bostons, the Bucks. They're just but they're not at in that, that level. Tier. 
They're so, in that tier, but they're not they're not gonna beat those teams on a consistent basis this season. They're just not. They're too yeah. young. They roll players. You know, somebody asked me today, what would it take? Okay, let's say the Cavs get out of the first round. Okay. What would it take for them to get out of the second round to beat a Boston or a Milwaukee? I said, Well, you know, Donovan and Darius and probably Evan and Jared Allen, they're all gonna do their thing. So you need your quote unquote role players to stand out. You're going to need more than one or two of them for a whole series to stand out to beat one of those teams. And the Cavs don't have that right now. Their role players are not standing out. They're they're playing like role players, which is why would you call them that? So in order to get past the Denver's the you know those teams. So no, I'm not concerned. They're they're right on the the path that they should be. I thought they looked good tonight for most of the night, but like you guys said, the shots just weren't dropping and they just they they, they, they missed some good looks. Darius Garland, a couple yeah. good looks at the end of the game. That shot falls. Look, it's a Donovan Mitchell goal. missed a couple of shots yeah. too. That, that's basketball for you too, right? Yep, yep. Um, well, uh, I love basketball. I love the Cavs. Hey, did you, what, what level did you chase? What, what level did you play basketball. basketball at? How high did you get? Are you a college basketball you know, player? Chase, Chase wanted a ball today when he came up, I and I'm like, listen, so I, bad. This, this couldn't happen. The gym was closed, and here's the, what I want to see: we have to invade Sam's men's league games over in Medina. Yeah, all four of you. I want to see every single one of you shoot the basketball. I want to see John Sable's basketball form. I want to see Sam Amigo's basketball shot. I want to see Jeremy and Akron's basketball shot. I I want to see it so bad. Videos of Chris Mullen, and you'll see my form. (laughs) In his prime? That's That was automatic as a game. By by the way, Chris Mullen is the forgotten player in that NBA dream team. No, he is not. Go back and watch some Chris Mullen highlights. Literally, he he did not miss a shot. Underrated player Um, in that era. Very underrated. Christian Lehner was on that team. He is the forgotten. Chris Mullen was not. He's not forgotten, Chase, because of two reasons. One, he made that shot in Duke. Duke That's not NBA. I know, but people knew him from that. Plus, it was Christian Lehner who... Barely played yeah, in the dream team, so therefore he was, he was obvious. Name. Yeah, and he was yeah, a big yeah, name. name. Chris, Christian Leitner, through all the hate, ended up carving out a nice career. Yes, he you did. Look through his stats. W- was that what? What um, was that? He played ESPN with Jordan. 30 30 that that was played with Jordan on the Wizards. Christian Leitner. He did. He was such a good sport about it. It was such a good. It was. Yeah. It was yeah. so well done. He was fantastic in it. Shirts that say "I hate Chase Smith." I bet you he'd wear it. We don't, but I bet I would. You'd wear it. Chase would be all excited. I would. Anything with, with my name H- on it, I would wear it. Hey, my, my high school coach always said, don't worry about what they're calling you as long as they're calling you. That's right. No press. <laughs> I, I could. No boy, press I is bad press. that on Twitter. <laughs> Sam, Sam, I've never seen anyone give you crap on Twitter. Oh, my gosh. Search my mentions. Search your mentions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Search your mentions. John, what do people say about you on Twitter? You know, there's a couple. One super Cavs fan on Twitter, which will be nameless, which is not like what we as a collective have said before. really yeah it's not so much me it's just what us as four not a big fan of some of our takes Uh-oh. but that's fine guess guess what it's all good everyone has a take as jim rome yeah. says have a take don't suck yeah well uh jim rome my boy jim rome well hey it is time to give away our junkyard uh dog award tonight we have our you hear that that is a junkyard dog award and i have to say i'm not even going to consult 
anyone. It's Sam Amico's birthday. Wow. And so go. my dude gets wow. the chain tonight. Sam I'm Amico actually, over the neck. The there it is. I'm actually wearing the junkyard chain. Here, I'll, I'll hold your mic. You, you show me. Because <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy's going to take a picture of you. Wow. Let's go. Wow. Uh, Jeremy, earlier, you know what he said to me? Boy, that's the first time I've seen you look your age. <laughs> he did say that. Yeah. I heard that. Yeah. That was I, me I to was me. like, I heard he was, it. He was looking me, at his. Tell me how I was sitting so I never do that again. <laughs> he, he sort of looked like Ben Franklin with his body. <laughs> looking down you on a, a tablet of paper <laughs> under the candlelight. Jeremy, Sam didn't bring a He's bowl of. He's doubling down. He's not backing up like, oh, I was He's, just kidding. Sam didn't bring a bowl of, of uh, Werther's Original in here, did he? <laughs> <laughs> no, they're all in his pocket. He asked me for some. He asked me for some when he walked in. Um, I, I think Jeremy I has the record for most Junkyard Dog Award for the pod. I think John, you're second. Sam, for someone who... Why is Jeremy... What did Jeremy... I just feel like he's won the most. I feel like uh, for someone... I come on every third week. I don't know. And I, I don't that know I I've ever won it, actually. Jeez. You have. No, you've won it. For you someone who's complained about not winning and who's cried, uh, yeah. you've won a lot in the last, like, four or five episodes. Work. I've won you twice, really... so let's <laughs> get carried away. Yeah. But, yeah, that's two more times than I had, like, the first... Ten times. Sam, that junkyard dog award looks really good on you. It does. <laughs> Thank you. It does. I, uh, it sounds oh, good, too. Listen not, to I'm that. Not, <laughs> I'm not going to say what I thought I would. Because say it. I was just going to say, I'll just sleep in the junkyard dog award. What's <laughs> and just the junkyard dog just award. Just the junkyard dog award. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because I'm a real junkyard dog. <laughs> Chase, is, Chase is hitting buttons over here. Now. No, my ears came undone. <laughs> I got to make sure I hear stuff here. That's the line of the year, baby. <laughs> yeah. If Boy, anybody's hey, still listening after an hour and a half, that, other than be, my mom, who's there's gonna probably be, like so There's going to be Brad Doherty arguments all over the uh, Northeast oh, Ohio. You know what? Tomorrow. There should be because... Uh, there shouldn't be. I don't, I don't even think... There shouldn't be. I, I will say this. As far as an individual basketball player, I'll leave you with this thought. Kevin Love was not as good as Roy Henson, who was traded for Brad Doherty. Now, now, Roy Henson only played a couple seasons in Cleveland. But that's in the industry we call that a hot take. Too, right? That's that's my hot did, did take. Injuries cut Royce. I better yeah, shut injury. up or Chase is getting ready to take the award away. No, Sable <laughs> Sable had the hottest takes of all hot takes about four hours ago. I'm never gonna mention it on mic because it would just create another twenty minutes worth of conversation. Oh yeah. But all I wanna say it's related to the NFL and <laughs> it is. All I wanna say is <laughs> Sam, happy birthday. Thank you. We love you, man. You. We love, oh, you, love you and uh, we are grateful that you give us time here on this podcast. John, thank you for hosting. Absolutely. This has guys. been incredible. We'll do it again. Sam, happy I'm birthday. I'm grateful that he gave us pizza. Pizza was delicious. Yeah. And, he has. And, uh, and he had a little birthday celebration. Yeah, I too. had a birthday um, donut and some chocolate. Yeah. I'm not going to say what beer on tap because I want to give them free publicity, but shouts to uh, the delicious beer that I actually enjoy. I'm going to get one after we close up here, which you guys might stop me, but I want to get one again. Um, <laughs> shouts to JIA who has to get up early in the morning. Uh, Jay, thank you for uh, coming out here and hanging out with us, man. Dude, I just want to say I love you, man, and it's so good to see you, bro. And uh, I know you're going through a, a loss right now, but um, it's always nice in times of hardships to be with people that you care about, and so we're here for you, man, all right? Or us. Absolutely. Thank yeah. you. It's always always a pleasure to see you in person, Chase. Yeah, it's bro. always always yeah. fun, and thanks, uh, John, for his hospitality, Sam, for being you know the star of the show. 
as always. Sam is always a star. Actually, I think this was a look at him. Look at him. The light is shining on him. This was he, as feisty. Look at him. Would you agree that though that this was as feisty as we've seen Sam? Dude, it was. It's because he called Robert Ory a top forward of all time. Fantastic show. Always fun. Always. We talked about it earlier off the mic. Just how much fun it is when all four of us are on the show and what a good show it is. It's the best. It's rare that we all can get together with our schedules, but when we can and do this, whether it's on Zoom or in person, it's a lot of fun. And uh, thanks for guys for coming over. It's it's been a blast. no. Sam again, happy birthday! Happy twenty third birthday! Yep. Yeah, <laughs> look, I I, uh, I try to be five. humble throughout my entire life, but one thing I'm not humble in is um, how proud I am of the network and the show and what you guys put into it and um, what we have here. And so I, Sam, thank you, John, thank you, Jeremy, thank you, and and thank you to you all who downloaded and listened to this podcast. Uh, you guys are the best. Thank you, thank you, thank you so so much. Thank you for downloading and listening. Shouts to the Press Play Podcast Network, who sponsored a lot of what we did today to celebrate Sam's birthday. Um, shouts to P3. Um, and shouts to you all. Uh, if, if, if you like what you listen to, uh, make sure to uh, give us a rating. Maybe leave us a review on iTunes. Listen, that, that doesn't really help the podcast. What it does help is people who look for a Cavs podcast to see our, uh, our, our, our high ratings and our reviews, and they're like, oh, I want to listen to that. Um, and so I just want to say thank you so much. Um, Sam, since it's your birthday and you're the Junkyard Dog Award, final thoughts to goes to you, Sam, tonight. Uh, whatever uh, you want. It could be pro-bad darty. It could be whatever you, whatever you want. I, I don't think I feel I, – I will say this. Look up Mike Mitchell He uh, and, and YouTube him. He was a f- phenomenal forward. And I only watched him on YouTube, so. I will. Uh, is, are, is that a disappointment? The more I say, nope. the more odds that this Junkyard Dog – award gets taken away no but no everybody thank you for for listening thanks for john for hosting us tonight and yeah. uh the free pizza and, and uh press play treated the pizza by the way oh okay well um it was it's been a great experience so hopefully we'll record the pod at john's basement every week let's do it i would love that <laughs> i would love that my too. Wife? i don't know about Maybe his so wife yeah, yeah yeah my dog loves it because the we, amount of pizza you guys gave her. We, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I gave her about two pizzas worth of crust. I'm just feeding her under the counter. All right. Well, Mike Breen, take us out. Congratulations, Cleveland. Your decades-long wait is finally over. The Cavaliers are NBA champions. 